You're listening to Sports Buzz, brought to you by SportsBuzz.ca, and this is your host, the notorious one, Hustler McSavage. This is the Buzzcast Midday Report, brought to you by SportsBuzz.ca, and my guest again today. Once again, the Brown Mamba. What's up, buddy? What's going on, Hustler McSavage? Anyways, let's get right to it in this midday report. We'll start off with the basketball. We will stay off NHL today and go into a little bit of the NBA. We'll go off with a little bit of scores from last night, starting with the Toronto Raptors defeating the Philadelphia 76ers. 110 to 103. Fred Van Fleet with 23 points in the victory. The Raptors actually fly in Siakam also with 23 points. Uh, Norm Powell off the bench, 11 points. Uh, OG Ananobi, 10 points, 17 points also off the bench. Chris Boucher, just want to uh, say um, the Raptors actually, you know, if uh, we want to go down with uh, their. Um, win streak of late they've been winning some very good games here they beat the yep. bucks two in a row yep. 124 113 and then 110 to 96 <laughs> both games in milwaukee by the way yep. and then they beat the lowly timberwolves which they should have beat them anyways 86 <laughs> to 81 and then they beat joel Embiid and the 76ers last night four wins in a row your take my friend on the raptors the Raptors are looking real good lately. I was actually worried about them in the beginning of the year. I think they started the year like two and eight, I believe, yes, like something pretty bad. You know what I mean? Like I was like, "Are right, here comes, you know, the downfall of the Raptors rebuilding, high draft pick, this, that, and the other." But then all of a sudden, for the past month, I'd say they've turned it around. I think, yeah, their last, I don't know what, twenty games, they're like double wins, so it's like fourteen and seven, I believe, in the last like twenty twenty one games. So they're putting it on. They're in the playoff hunt. They're looking like the playoff team once again. Um, Siakam's looking good. Lowry does what Lowry does, but Van Vliet has really stepped it up. He's the reason why I believe that they are winning as they are. Um, of course, you know, Norman Powell and all these guys are a better fact. Even Boucher. Boucher has been huge for them, um, you know, c- controlling the paint, essentially, the blocks, the rebounds, everything that he's been doing has been huge for them as well. So they're making a push, and they're they're going to contend in the East. I don't think they're going to get out of the East, especially with teams like Brooklyn and things, but they're going to be in the playoffs, I believe. Uh, just to make a point, yes, Fred Van Fleet has totally been playing um, – uh, t- totally worth that contract that he signed, um, playing like at least uh, Pascal, Pascal Siakam as well has been uh, playing very well lately as after a slow start to the season. So the Raptors are doing great four wins in a row. Good for them. They're back in, in the thick of things in the playoff race there, or at least above the eight mark there. Um, Talking about the Raptors here and their four-game win streak, which is great. Speaking of the Brooklyn, uh, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, they're actually not playing too bad, beating the Clippers last night, one twelve to one oh eight. The Nets actually 20, uh, 20 wins, twelve losses. Um, they've been playing actually very well lately, especially since they made the switch of. Um, Putting James Harden mm-hmm. at point guard, and if if uh, if serves me correct here, they have actually won their last six straight. 
They have beat the Indiana Pacers. They have beaten the Golden State Warriors, mm -hmm. the Sacramento Kings, the Phoenix Suns, your Los Angeles Lakers, by the way, <laughs> and last night, the Clippers. Yeah, they're looking real good, especially without Kevin Durant. And like you said, with James Harden playing point guard, I believe ever since the switch to him uh, essentially playing that role. So I guess I guess once he came to Brooklyn, he's actually ranked number one in assists among all uh, NBA players. So that just shows what kind of, you know, game he's got going on lately with Kyrie and, and KD's not even there half the time. And Kyrie even misses some games here and there. So when you have a three-headed monster like that, you can – go a few games without one of them and you have these other two studs to step in and get you some massive points and massive games and like you're saying they beat the the Los Angeles Clippers who are on a tear as well and of course you know they beat the Lakers but don't forget Anthony Davis was not on the court and also Dennis Schroeder so I think those are two pretty big losses that played a huge factor but again like I said Kevin Durant wasn't there as well but they are looking like the team to be in the east like we expected I will get to the Lakers in one moment here. I will just run down the rest of the out-of-town scores in the NBA from last night. The Pelicans beating the Boston Celtics 120-115 to in overtime. Zion Williamson with 28 points, 10 rebounds in the win. Jason Tatum, 32 points in the loss. The Oklahoma City Thunder, 117-101 to victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, the uh, Orlando Magic defeating the Detroit Pistons 105-96. Uh, the New York Knicks beating the Minnesota Timberwolves 103-99. The New York Knicks still tinkering, you know, just one game below 500, 15-16, record 7th in the East. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks once again behind Trey Young's 35 points, 15 assist game, 123 to 115 victory over the Denver Nuggets. Jamal Murray, by the way, another 30 points. Just want to mention the other night, Jamal Murray scored 50 points for the first time in the NBA history. He scored 50 points without going to the free throw line, free throw line once. So all, I believe he was 21 for 24 from field for field goals in that game, 50 yeah. points, first time not going to the free throw line. Wow, what a game that was. That was pretty huge. And Jamal Murray is just an unreal player. And being from Canada, it's just you can't but have love for that guy. And they're, they're looking good as well. Uh, one other score to tell you, 128 to 115 final score. The Milwaukee Bucks, after losing a few games to the Toronto Raptors, win 128 to 115 against the Sacramento Kings. Giannis... Once again, another big game, 38 points, 18 rebounds. But here's my question to you. I was going to throw out with the Lakers, but we'll start with the Bucks first here. It's not a surprise to me. How about yourself in their record right now, 18 and 13, but it was just not too long ago. It was 16 and 13. Mm -hmm. They were actually two games above 500 a few, uh, few days ago. Um uh, they'll make the playoffs, obviously, in a, in a weaker East than it would be in the West. But gee, uh, they're not making the finals. Your oh, take? I was going to say, they're going to make the playoffs. But in my opinion, they're going to be out in the first round. That's that's the way Milwaukee's looking right now. They're not looking like no championship contending type team. Yeah, Janice has good games and puts up his numbers. But like you said, their record is not the greatest. They're... 
they might even be like a low seed going into the playoffs. So I don't expect them to get out of the first round. Uh, I think trading away Drew Bledsoe for Drew Holiday and giving a first round was too much. You you barely Way got an upgrade. Much. So did not make the team any better. I don't I don't see Janice and them doing anything. And I feel bad for the guy. After Tricks to signing such a big contract and having high hopes, I, I, I don't see it happening for him in Milwaukee. Especially when you have teams like Brooklyn and Philadelphia looking nice, so I don't, I don't see much going on over there in Milwaukee. Well, it's, it's pretty, yeah. Before they lost back to back to Toronto, they were on a three-game losing streak. So you add the two with Toronto, that's a five-game losing streak. Before they won their last two, actually against the Thunder and against the Kings, two teams they should beat, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, Milwaukee. I don't think you're going to the dance anytime soon. How about your Lakers? Are you scared, especially with <laughs> Anthony Davis? I'm... With Achilles issues, ankle issues, so forth. You know, they're trying to be very careful with him. Are you afraid uh, for LeBron and the Lakers moving forward in their aspirations of going back-to-back for a championship? No, not at all. Mainly because AD's only going to be gone for a few weeks. It's not like a season-ending type injury. Um, and honestly, I, I, I'll give him more rest if he needs it just so he's ready for the playoffs and towards the end of the season. Because we all know Lakers are going to make the playoffs no matter what. You know, it doesn't really matter if they finish first or not. Uh, as long as everyone's healthy, even Dennis Schroeder has been out. He's been huge for them. I think he's been a massive pickup. He's kind of like, you know, he doesn't have the experience that Rondo had for us, but he's got the athleticism. You know, he's got like the creativity, the energy that we need from a guy like that. Uh, and I think he's going to be huge for us. So, no, I'm not worried at all, especially when we got guys like Harold and Marcus Saul and, of course, LeBron James, who's playing at an MVP caliber type player at the age of 36. So, no, I am not worried. You know, it sucks maybe right now that, you know, we don't have AD and they're losing these these games. But at, at, the, at the end of the day, the Lakers are going to be there, and they're going to make noise, and everybody else should be worried. That's my opinion. Um, I would just give you a fair warning. Um, a few years ago when the Golden State Warriors were making a run for a three-peat, I believe, when they lost to the Raptors in the finals, they did use the same approach with Kevin Durant when he had ankle issues, and they gave him his rest, and then they sort of rushed him back, you know, in worry, oh, we're going to lose to the Raptors, which they were going to in in any any regards. And they rushed him back, and boom, Achilles, he's done. He hasn't played since now starting this year. Right. So uh, are you afraid that uh, if uh, they might maybe possibly put Anthony Davis in that kind of jeopardy if they rush him? Or should they take their time? Well, that's or... the thing. They, I'm sure they know they should take their time. They know the regular season is not important at all. They're going to make the playoffs. So it does not make any sense to rush them back at all, especially because they're, what, barely at the halfway point of the season. So they got more than t- enough time to get them fully oh. healthy. You know what I mean? So... Correction. Correction. From what I see here, hmm. the Lakers literally have six games left to end the season. Six games left to end the season? That's what I'm looking at here, my friend. I I would love to um, give you better news, but I believe that the season will end um, March 7th, I believe. No, that's probably just for the, till the All-Star break, bro. 
the All Star because they're having an All Star game mid March, and then they're gonna because look, they've only what the records are what fifteen. So most teams, okay, they're at the halfway point. They've played thirty games. What is the uh, schedule but, for this year? How many games are they playing? I believe they're playing a forty-eight game schedule, my friend. Forty-eight. Okay, even then, yeah. So there's still about eighteen games, eighteen to twenty games left per team, depending on whoever's played however many games. Because each team's played thir- roughly 30 games. So you're still looking at about 18 more games. I think that what your schedule you're looking at is just the six games prior to the All-Star the break. All-Star break? Okay, I really yeah, hope yeah. that's the case. Uh, oh, yeah. it has to be. There's no way there's six games. Otherwise, people would be talking playoff crunch time, this, that, and the other. You know what I mean? Another thing I don't know is if there's a trade deadline in regards to... Um, yeah, it's possible. That's probably what it the is. The NBA well. basketball, I'm not sure. Anyways, we will move on to the NFL. Yes, yeah, some big news. On trade that was made for Carson Wentz by your team, by the way, the Indianapolis Colts trading for Carson Wentz. They didn't give up much to guess Carson Wentz. Oof, your take the, on... That's the best part, I think. I think they only gave up a second and a third round pick, I believe. Uh, or con- uh, might have been a conditional. Well, it's a pick. conditional where yeah, yeah. Carson Wentz has to ha- take seventy percent of the snaps as well as make the playoffs with the Colts, mm-hmm. and then that second round pick will will turn into a first round pick. Which I think that the, with those conditions is well worth it, right? If he makes it to the playoffs, he got us to the dance. Then you know, then sure, why not give t- for a starting quarterback? Like you know, starting quarterbacks <sighs> are not easy to find well maybe this year there's there's a lot of movement with quarterbacks but some people might look at the trade and they're like what Carson Wentz is kind of washed up he was benched for Jalen Hurts this and that but I actually love the move one thing that people might not realize is that Indianapolis coach Frank Reich was previously the offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles before becoming Wentz's in Wentz's best season, by in the his, way. And I was just going to say, in Wentz's best season as an NFL quarterback, he was ranked, I believe, in the top 10, I think maybe like six or seven in the NFL as, as one of the best quarterbacks. I think that was 27, 2018. And that was with Frank Reich as the offensive coordinator. So Frank Reich knows Wentz well, and I think will bring out the best in him, and especially the weapons that the Colts have. I was just gonna bring defense. up there. He's got he's got quite a few um, he's got a, quite a few th- things happening good for him. The team that he's going to, of course, is a great team. Um, the coach, like you mentioned, great coach who was his offensive coordinator in his best season in Philadelphia. The weapons that you just mentioned, weapons like Michael Pittman Jr., yep. who, by the way, is not giving up his number eleven to <laughs> Carson Wentz. By the way, <laughs> he's nice. got also running back Jonathan Taylor. He's got he's got a few weapons there. I mean, TJ um, Ty Hilton is there still there. So there's some boys that that offensive line absolutely awesome offensive line, especially yeah. Quinton Nelson, who I believe has only allowed one sack in the three years that he has played since his rookie yeah. year. By the way, all pro offensive mm-hmm. lineman. By the way, yeah. so Carson Wentz is going from. Hmm, we're Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, you won a Super Bowl, but uh, you weren't even the quarterback that won it. You actually missed the last two games of the season and the rest of the playoffs that year. Nick Foles won that championship, so I can't give you credit for that, my friend. But yes, you're going from the Philadelphia Eagles to the Indianapolis Colts. 
with the coach, with the offensive line and the weapons that you got, Carson Wentz, you got no more excuses, my friend. 2022, 2021-22 season better be your very good season for you. No more excuses, my friend. Not at all. Like you said, the offense is there. You have one of the best defenses in the league with the Colts as well. You got your old offensive coordinator. You have zero excuses. Just be healthy, be ready, and let's rock and roll. And next season is going to be an interesting one, especially with this is just the first or actually the second quarterback movement. First was Matthew Stavard and Goff, now Wentz. And this is just the beginning. I'm expecting at least, at least 10 more quarterbacks to find a new team this year. And that's just crazy. And of course, the biggest dog of them all is still out there, Mr. Deshaun Watson. So that's the one everyone's waiting for to see where that happens. And I think that's going to be the domino effect. Once Deshaun Watson gets moved, because I'm pretty sure... If not most, but every team in the league should be after Deshaun Watson. And once he falls through, then all those other teams will start picking up the leftover quarterback. So it's going to it's gonna be a crazy offseason, that's for sure. One I can't wait for. And it's going to be huge implications for guys like us in the fantasy world as well. Guys like Matthew Stafford, who's always been a stud in the fantasy world, now is on a team with the LA Rams and then Carson Wentz, who's been pretty good fantasy wise too. And you put him on a team like Colts. So these are pretty huge. And then to think that the try uh, the effect that it puts on guys like Jalen hurts, how high do you think he's going to go in the draft next year? Cause the last few games he played, he was doing quite well, putting up pretty huge numbers as well. So it's going to be interesting off season. That's for sure. It's going to be very interesting off season because there's going to be a lot of free agents, um, Available this uh, 2021 off season, especially March 17th, I believe, is when the new season of the NFL will start. The free agents will be free to sign wherever, whenever, and however. <laughs> Your take on this off season coming up, guys like JJ Watt, for example, yeah, to be a free agent. Yeah, and I hear his his brother is actually trying to recruit him to come to the Steelers. Imagine having both Watt brothers on each end of your defensive line. Like, that would be pretty huge. Uh, I'm also hearing even Cleveland Browns. Like, the Cleveland Browns got a good defense. You got, you got Garrett on one side, and you have J.J. Watt on the other side. That would, that would be pretty massive. But who knows where he might go. I'm pretty sure he's open to go anywhere as long as it's not Houston. That's for sure. I'd like to break down the top 25 free agents of the 2021 class. I won't include Dak Prescott in there because I believe he will be signed with the Cowboys, but Dak Prescott is the number one uh, candidate mm-hmm. as in fra- as in free agents. Agent. You have you have wide receivers like Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears, Chris Godwin of the Buccaneers. You have offensive linemen Trent Williams, also available from the 49ers. Shaq Barrett, linebacker of the Buccaneers, also a free agent. Kenny Galladay of the Lions, Aaron Rodgers, uh, sorry, Aaron Rodgers' buddy, Aaron Jones, running back of the Green Bay Packers, also wow. a free agent. Leonard Williams, Levante David, Justin Simmons, Yannick Nagahu, J.J. Watt, Juju Smith-Scheister, Will Fuller, the list goes on and on. Hunter wow. Henry, wow. You just Corey named Lindsay. a bunch of starters, bro. That's 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 a massive Bud, free agent list. Bud Dupree, Anthony Harris, wow. You got just absolute killers here. Matt, Matt Milano, Marvin Jones, wow. Richard Sherman at 25. Oof, you named so many I wide believe, receivers, wow. 
yes, wide receivers are a uh, ton of them will be available, uh, including Deshaun Jackson, who was released by the Philadelphia Eagles, and all Sean Jeffrey as well, I believe. Wow. Um, other 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 uh, notables: Trey Hendrickson, who was a Pro Bowler for the Saints defense, also Hassan Radek, Kenyon Drake, KJ Wright, Shaquille Griffin, Patrick Peterson, Marcus Williams, Matt Judon. Jameis Winston, wow, Leonard Floyd, even Jono Smith. Wow, man, that's a lot of free agents that are gonna get some big money, and there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of movement every every year. There's massive movements, but that's a pretty heavy class of free agents right there. Yes, even the Raiders cut Tyra Williams, which I forgot. Tyra Williams was actually a wide receiver for the Raiders, and they will save eleven point six million dollars they were spending on a wide receiver. I barely heard of last Raiders. <laughs> Typical Raiders, right there. Sounds like. Fuck. Oh yes, indeed. Any thoughts on fantasy going uh, forward for football? It's like I said, every year is just so much movement that is. You just gotta wait for. Exactly, the free agency to pass, see where these players go, what teams load up, what teams sell. But the big dogs will still be there. It's going to be interesting. It's really going to be interesting. You got teams that are still harassing the Seattle Seahawks for uh, Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah? The Seahawks have told anybody that's interested in Russell Wilson to take a hike, first (laughs) of all. And second of all, other teams believe that three first-rounders are just a base for Russell Wilson. Well, if you're going to be trading, well, if Carolina's offering Christian McCaffrey and three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson, well, you better believe you better be offering somewhat the same or you better be starting off with three first-rounders for Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson has thrown a lot of touchdown passes in the last two, three years and has won a Super Bowl, not knocking down Deshaun Watson, but I'm just saying. But I'm just surprised that Seattle is even considering getting rid of Wilson. Like, how is this even a no, topic? I, 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 no, I, I will uh, make it be known that it's not Seattle that is looking to get rid of him. It's teams that are calling, inquiring of Russell Wilson and Seattle Seahawks pretty much saying, you guys are on drugs, take a hike. <laughs> pretty much, just wasting their own time. Like, yeah, you could... If Seattle needs to work on anything, they'll have to work on their offensive line because uh, Mike Iapudi will be retiring from the NFL. So that makes their offensive line, which was already weak in advance, will make it weaker. Yeah, that's for sure. I don't know why people are even wasting their time trying to get Wilson. That's not going to happen. But there's we will we will change our focus over to hockey fantasy KHL slash FHL, whichever one you would like to discuss, if any, any thoughts, any predictions, anything you'd like to say about any of the hockey pools or <laughs> fantasies or uh, it's, it's, any it's, takes. It's, it's, a, it's pretty, pretty crazy years. Like a lot of the studs are showing up right now. So if you have guys like Austin Matthews, McDavid, they're, they're, worth every penny that they're earning right now because they're showing up. Um, but yeah, fantasy world, it's still it's still up in the air, especially when it comes to the Keepers League. There's really no major favorite. Everybody's still in it. Everyone's got a chance. So it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to come down to the wire, especially with the shortened season. Usually like, you know, 82 game season, halfway through the year, you can kind of tell who's in, who's out. 
But I think this one's going to really come down to the wire. Who, it might even come down to the last few games to see who's even in the playoffs or who's in the hunt for the championship. It's going to be an interesting year for sure. And no one's going to forget this COVID year. I would like to break down at least the KHL's top 25 fantasy players as we speak. Season rank, by the way. I will go number one right now. Do you, Can you guess? Or... <laughs> we really have to. Must be my boy McDavid. Wrong. No. It is Austin Matthews. <laughs> yeah, no, that would followed, be my second guess. Followed by your boy, Connor McDavid. Third would be Leon Dreisaitl. Fourth, a surprise to me, Joe Pavelski. <laughs> wow, that's huge. That is five would be Brady Kachuk, followed by Jacob Markstrom. Wow, number six, yes, that's huge. Number number seven, uh, Trocek would be number seven, followed by Darnell Nurse at number eight, JT Miller, number nine. That's a shocker to me. That's pretty huge because he missed a few games too, and he's still in top 10. That's pretty huge. Yes, number 10, my favorite, Frederick Anderson of the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's all right. 11 would be Tom Wilson. 12 would be Josh Anderson, followed by 13, Simeon Varlamov. 14, our boy, Brock Besser. Oh, yeah. Number 15, Mitch Marner. Number 16, which, by the way, that's my boy, Mitch Marner. Number 16, (laughs) Adam Larson. Number 17, once again, my boy, Lankinen of the Chicago Blackhawks goaltender. Yes. Number 18, John Gibson. 19, your boy, Jeff Petrie. Number 20, the Nuge, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Impressive 20, year. Impressive year from Impressive him. year so far. 21, Patrice Bergeron. 22, Alexander McGill. Uh, uh, sorry, Alex, <laughs> uh, uh, Alex Ovechkin. Sorry, I'm thinking of McGill. I know, I'm thinking I'm just throwback. <laughs> Ovechkin, 22, which last year he was ranked number one. Um, but yeah, they had COVID and stuff. So, yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. Philippe Grubrauer, 23. Elias Lindholm, 24. And number 25, the guy I hate the most. The rat. Brad, Brad Marshall. <laughs> yeah, that's a heavy 25. And yeah, not, one thing I noticed is that you mentioned a few goalies in, in that top 25. So that just shows how valuable the goalies can and are in this fantasy world. And like I said before, the goalie should be valued highly because that's the most important position in hockey, in my opinion. So, yes, the goalie should be valued. There should be points for wins. There should be points for shutouts. There should be points for saves. And um, it's good to see the goalies have uh, value in Mm -hmm. any league. Yeah, I agree with that. That's for sure. I will run down the standings for the KHL before we end it on a note here. Number one, Team Dean, followed by yourself, Mr. Brown Mamba. Yes, team sir. MIA is number two, followed by Mr. Shamir Khan. Shams, baby Shams. <laughs> number three, Team Jihad, the man who decided to draft Zabinajad <laughs> over <laughs> Matthews, I will still never get over that team jihad. You deserve to be at number four. You deserve to fall to number eleven, if you ask me, <laughs> um, for that for that uh, mistake of yours. Number five, 
uncontrollable chimney 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 <laughs> at number five number six zoe followed by number seven zubair number eight benny's team air fan con man number nine rider nation also known as rishad abbas number 10 yours truly not doing so good this season team sexy the notorious one, yours truly, McSavage. Number 11, Team Khalid. Fat boy, you're done. It's time to start dropping your players to daddy. Number 12, Mola Fame. And last but not least, and will always be last and least, Ernie. Holy. At number 13, Lamusona. You are a Lamusona. <laughs> Anyways, we will end this on a note. Thank you once again, my guest, the Brown Mamba. This is yours truly from the mean streets of Kiss Massacre, Hustler McSavage. We out. Peace. You were just listening to Buzzcast, brought to you by sportsbuzz.ca. Catch the buzz. Visit us at www.sportsbuzz.ca or find us on Facebook at SportsBuzz News Canada. Visit us on Instagram at SportsBuzz News Canada. Find us on Twitter 